You're listening to the Together Church Podcast. Today you're going to hear a message from our series, The Land Between, where we learn how to find God in the difficult transitions of life. I hope today's message will inspire you and push you to be more like Jesus. Last week we started a brand new series called The Land Between, and we said that Our goal during this series is to learn how to find God in the difficult transitions of life. So we looked at the story of Moses and how he was leading the Israelites from from Egypt into the Promised Land. And our key verse has been Exodus chapter 3. And there in Exodus we find this verse. It said, So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land and into a good and spacious land a land that is flowing with milk and honey. It is between that space of the out of and into that we will call the land between. It's, it's a land that is often desolate, and then oftentimes the land between can be painful. For you, that land between can be maybe a failed marriage, a bad diagnosis, a loss of job, a loss of a family member, or some other life-changing transition that has happened in your life. But our response to God while in this land between is what's going to determine whether our journey through the desert will result in deep positive growth or spiritual decline. The promise that God continues to give us in this between is that he will never leave or forsake us. And that is his promise to never leave and to never forsake us. Now, even though the land between can appear to be a barren land, it still has potential for growth. It could be good growth. It could be bad growth. But in the case of the Israelites, it was a place where complaints and dissatisfaction begin to grow rampant. God will provide and they will complain over and over again. They were so quick to forget that it was God who brought them out of And it was God who was going to take them in too. He was walking this journey with them. He was providing for them every step of the way. God does some of his best work while we are walking through the land between. Look at this verse with me in Numbers chapter 11. And he starts off in verse 10. It says, Moses heard the people weeping through their clans. Everyone at the door of his tent and the anger of the Lord It began to blaze hotly, and Moses was displeased. Moses said to the people, or Moses said to the Lord, Why have you dealt ill with your servant? And why have I not found favor in your sight that you would lay the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I give birth that you should say to me, Carry them in your bosom as a nurse carries a nursing child to the land that you swore to give your fathers? Where am I to get the meat to give to all these people? For they weep before me and say, give us meat that we may eat. I am not able to carry all these people alone. The burden is much too heavy for me. He says, if you will treat me like this, God, if you're going to give me this burden, then go ahead and kill me at once. If I find favor in your sight that I may not be, and I may not see my wretchedness. And then the Lord said to Moses, well, why don't you gather for me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people and the officers over them. Bring them to the tent of the meeting. Let them take their stand there with you. And I will come down, talk with you there. 
And he says, I will take some of the spirit that is on you, and I will put it on them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with you, so that you may not bear it yourself alone. Now, these verses represent a turning point for Moses, because before this, he has saved the nation three times by praying for them. He never does that again. Instead, we keep on seeing challenges to his leadership. The, the people's complaining begins to break him down. Moses at this point is saying he is ready to die. All he sees in this thing is not getting any better. He says, I keep praying on their behalf, and you answer, and then they complain. Moses says, all I hear is complaint, complaint, complaint. They used to complain in their tents, and now they're complaining on the doorstep of my tent. Moses is over the situation. He doesn't think anything is going to get any better, and he doesn't like what he sees here in the land between. You see, when you are in the land between, you have to see. You have to see it for what it is. The land between is a transition. The land between is a transition. It's God taking you from one place to the next. You have to be able to see the land between for what it is. I mean, perspective is everything. Would you agree with me? Perspective is everything. I mean, you and I all know that a quarter is bigger than a penny, right? But if I showed you a picture and they look the same size, you know, there's some pictures online. If you just look up forced perspective, what you'll see in, in forced perspective, they can take a penny that is closer to the camera than the quarter is, and they can make it look so much better. I mean, I've seen preschoolers recognize this principle when they hold their fingers close to their eyes, and they say, you know, they look at their fingers and say, oh, you're smaller than my pinky finger, and laugh because they think that they've somehow shrunk me because I'm the same size as their pinky finger. Now, can, can what we're facing in the land between be the same? I mean, we have a view of our current struggle, and we think it's bigger than we are, and we will completely overcome us. Just think of the issues that you thought were big when you were growing up. Infants throw a fit when their mother walks out of the room. Toddlers can't go to sleep without a teddy bear. Teenagers must have the current fashion or the latest technology. College students must choose a major. Engaged couples must plan a wedding. Parents must pay for this wedding. You know, many things we face now are not as big as we give them credit for. All of them are tiny compared to the size of our God. God is the one who can help our perspective to change to where we see our problems in the correct proportion. The way we find the right perspective is by hearing from him. We have to size these difficulties up with the size of our God. And in verse 11, the Bible tells us that Moses goes to God and it's there that God gives him this perspective. The land between is tough. The land between is difficult. But see it for what it is. See me for who I am, is what God is saying. I am Jehovah. I am God. So when you're in the land between, you've got to see it for what it is, a transition. But you also, in the land between, you have to be realistic. See, the people's complaining breaks Moses. Worst of all, are 
their unrealistic expectations. They expect him to do what only God can do. And he starts to expect the same of himself. And then he finds himself unable to meet these expectations. And he's like he becomes suicidal all of a sudden. When we find ourselves in the land between, we will sometimes create unrealistic expectations of ourselves. We'll create unrealistic expectations of other people or even unrealistic expectations of God. Have any of you experienced this before? I mean, placing unrealistic expectations on somebody, on yourself, on God. Have you ever had unrealistic expectations placed on you? Because when these expectations are not met, we end up being disappointed. We end up being hurt and frustrated and even let down. Because the truth is, unrealistic expectations are potentially damaging because they set us and others up for failure. Now, how we manage those expectations, they'll largely determine how we make it through the land between. I mean, these are some great questions that we can use to create a framework in the land between. Questions like, what is our job in this? What can I do? And I'll tell you what you can do. You can trust God. Don't look at things that are happening on the outside. Look and focus on God and find him in the middle of the transition. So what can I do? What can others do? Other people can help carry the load. It is so vital to your spiritual growth that you surround yourself with like-minded believers, that you find yourself in community and spur one another on and help carry the load of one another. So what can I do? What can others do? But here's the big one. What can only God do? What can, what can only God do? Well, God can faithfully lead you and sometimes even carry you through the transition. You got Those questions are an important framework. What is our job? What can I do? What can others do? What can only God do? So when you're in the land between, see it for what it is. You got to be realistic. But here's the last point. You have to keep coming back to the gospel. You have to keep coming back to the gospel. When you and I are in the land between, it's so easy to forget that God has already paved a way. When we look at the exchange of words between Moses and God, you'll find that word I mentioned seven times. I believe that language is everything. Prayer will quickly reveal your heart. When you start praying, your heart will quickly be revealed. As Moses is praying, he keeps saying, I I this and I that. What's the problem with that? Moses has somewhere along the way picked up the thinking that this journey through the land between is about, get it? It's about him. He has taken upon himself that the outcome is all on his shoulders. And just to be clear, the land between is not about us. The results are not up to us. The land between is about God, and it is in the land between that God gets the glory throughout the journey. It is so easy to forget that. I have forgotten. You have forgotten. 
Moses allowed the circumstances around him to mold him into being me-centered. And I'm here to remind you that no matter what your land between looks like, keep coming back to the gospel. Our only priority is to follow Jesus. In Matthew chapter 11, starting in verse 28, Jesus says this, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. For I, and I love this. Listen to what Jesus says about himself. I am gentle and I am lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When we are in the middle of the land between or the promised land, we have to give up all we have to Jesus and surrender. It's a sign of surrender. Admitting that this transition is not about me, it's about him. It's about admitting that you can't make it through the land between without him. Now, the imagery that dominates this passage is this picture of a yoke. A yoke is a strong, heavy wooden bar that's placed over an ox in order to allow that ox to pull a cart or to pull a plow. And oftentimes a yoke can be singular and it could be placed on one ox, but then also you can have a yoke that can be shared between two oxen. So you have one ox on one side and on the other, another ox. And they'll share the load together in this yoke. And if you have a yoke like this that is shared between the two oxen, then basically the picture is one of those oxen would be stronger than the other one. And you would have a weaker ox on one side, a stronger ox on the other side, and the stronger ox would be able to basically pull the load of the weaker ox. You would have one ox that was trained in the commands of the master that was more experienced and that was stronger, and as a result, the weaker ox would come in and they would be able to accomplish more together, especially for that weaker ox to be able to be pulled along basically by the stronger ox. You know what? You and I, we're the weaker ox. By coming back to the gospel, we quickly realize that we get, we get through the land between because Jesus is the stronger ox. He's more experienced. He is stronger. He knows the commands of the master. Walking that close to Jesus keeps things in perspective for us. And the whole point, the whole point of Christianity is coming to Jesus and giving up all that we have and saying, I can't do it. And as a result, we no longer, we no longer have the right, no longer have that right to say it's about us and that it's all about us. We, we can't come into this setting and ever think that we're better than God. We also... As a result, we no longer have to come into this setting and, and ever think that God is disappointed in us because God has taken all of your sin and he's taken all of your inability to please him and he's nailed those things to a cross. And when he looks at you, he sees you, not disappointed in you, but he sees you and delights in you, not because of one ounce of your performance this week, but because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, his son. This is what Jesus is saying. He is saying, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I 
will give you rest. It is not about what we bring to the table. It's about what Jesus brings to the table. We give up all that we have to Jesus. We can't do it. It's in him. In this land between. In this land between. We can become so self-centered and so self-reliant that we make a complete mess out of the transition. But if we will just keep our eyes on Jesus and let him be the stronger ox and carry his yoke, his burden is light. He will give our souls rest in the middle, in the middle of the transition. We'll find that rest because that's the gospel that Jesus has come to save us and do what we could not do, and that is to bring redemption. I want to pray for you today about where you are in your transition, that you will just surrender everything you have and let this be about Jesus. It has always been about Jesus. Father, I thank you for every person listening today. I pray for blessing in their life, but Father, in the middle of their transition I pray that they would surrender everything they are to you, that they would give full control to you. You promised that you, God, would make the burden light. Jesus is our stronger ox. May we surrender to him today and follow him and follow him in your ways. And I thank you for what you're going to do. And I pray these things in your holy name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. For more information on our church or even to find other sermons, you can always visit us at wearetogether.church. Thanks again for joining.